Hello there and welcome to another episode of Thought Architecture. My name is Justin and I'm here to take you on a journey of perspectives and mental frames of understanding the world. So in today's episode, we're doing uh, number two, episode number two of Flip the Script. In the Flip the Script series, what I do is I take a, a popular idea, a popular movie, a popular icon, and we flip the script on this icon. Then we take the narrative and we break the narrative down. Okay, so today what I wanted to do with you was Harry Potter. So if you are a Harry Potter fan, strap in. And uh, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, that's fine. You can still, uh, you're more than welcome to... Uh, to tune in and see how we flip the script exactly. Okay, so with Harry Potter, there are three scripts that I'm going to flip. All right, so script number one is, it's got to do with the Dursleys. So for those of you who need a bit of a recap, perhaps you don't know, the Dursleys are Harry Potter's human family. It's actually his mother's sister's family. So his aunt's family on his mother's side. And they are horrible people. They treat him terribly. He lives in the cupboard underneath their staircase, tiny. They, they give him hand-me-down clothes that don't even fit him. They treat him like dirt, etc. And, you know, the way that the Dursleys are presented to us in the movies is that they are terrible people, terrible people. And everything unfortunate that happens to them is somehow justice, karma, you know, bad things happening to bad people. And it's literally... Um, bad things. I mean, you know, by the end of the series, they have to leave their own house because of the threats on their lives. That's a big deal. You know, can you imagine being a refugee from your own house because people are trying to kill you to get to the person who lives in your house as well? Okay, number one. Uh, number two is if you look throughout the series, there's all kinds of things like I think in episode number one, um, you've got issues with like all the birds and creating stress about um, getting Harry to a wizarding academy where what they saw was actually Harry's parents killed because of their involvement in the magical community. So, you know, the, the, the narrative around this is that they were trying to stop Harry because they hate Harry. Meanwhile, it could have been, well, they were trying to stop Harry from going there. Why? Because the involvement in the wizarding community is something that they think is dangerous that could lead to death. And they've got a right to think so. So this is just another idea. And in the first one, of course, they get a lot of stress around this. Uh, Hagrid turns uh, the kid into like a little pig human, you know, gives him a little piggy tail, um, chases them down the countryside, all kinds of other nonsense. You know, they suffer at the hands of Harry. The Dementors um, give Dudley Dursley, the, uh, you know, Harry's cousin, a Dementors kiss, which literally sucks positive force out of his soul if you will so there's all kinds of terrible things that happen and all kinds of trauma that ha occurs and the narrative is this is bad people deserving of these terrible things that are befalling them now one of the things to to remember is is the science of horcruxes which is in harry potter very important it's the idea that someone's soul can be split and separated and put into an object so that if the body dies, that person doesn't actually die because part of their soul is living somewhere else. So that's a big thing to remember. Now, when Ron puts on uh, the necklace that contains a piece of Voldemort, the bad guy, Voldemort's soul, when, when Ron does this in uh, the fifth movie, the sixth, 
sixth movie. It's literally the idea that he starts becoming a little bit more evil. Uh, he starts becoming paranoid. He starts getting angry at everyone. And so he changes from this lovely character that we know into this terrible person by just being around this horcrux, being around this corrupted soul that's in this necklace. So as it's revealed in the final movie, spoiler alert, uh, Harry is actually a horcrux. There is a piece of Voldemort's soul living in Harry. And so this is to flip the script on the narrative that actually the Dursleys were nice people. They were ordinary folk before Harry started living with them. And what Harry did as a horcrux, unintentionally, not Harry's fault, but he actually created um, the, the same effect on these people. He made them paranoid, greedy, angry, you know, very emotional people, very low energy people because he is a horcrux. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So that's the first thing on flipping the script with Harry Potter series is that Harry is actually a horcrux, which means he corrupts good people around him. Okay. So that's the first. Now, <clears throat> the second point is actually something that I got from the film theorists, uh, Matt Pat on YouTube. If you ch go check it out on film theory, he's got a great YouTube channel and it's such a cool idea, which is just very simply put when Voldemort first split his soul in half, it was 50% in his body and 50% in this thing. And this is assuming that when you, when you create a horcrux, it splits your soul 50%, 50% in half, okay? It could work in another way where it just fractures the soul and a piece of the soul is implanted. So let's say every time you do this, like 10% of your soul goes into that object and, and because you're, you're a living embodiment of your soul, that the majority of your soul stays in your body. So the, let's assume that MatPat is correct and it splits 50-50. That means that by the end of the movie... By the time it gets down to just Voldemort himself versus Harry, the percentage of Voldemort's soul that's actually inside Harry, because remember, by the time that this all happens, I think he's like 17 or 18 years old in the books. So that's 18 years ago, Harry was created as a Horcrux, more or less, you know, and the Horcruxes that were created along the way as well are not going to be that old, or rather the Voldemort that exists is an existing Horcrux. And by the end of the series, it's the idea that Harry has more of Voldemort's soul in himself than the Voldemort that is running around causing all kinds of crap. So Harry is more Voldemort than Voldemort. So that's an interesting thing to think about. It's not exactly flipping the script. And I think that the last part of flipping the script that I've got for you, the most interesting, is very simply the history of Voldemort and how Voldemort is actually a victim of circumstance. And the story with Harry, Voldemort isn't actually bad or evil. He's living out his nature. Okay, so let me explain what I mean by this. Okay. We actually see there are similar studies in, um, you know, the psychopaths and sociopaths and things like that, where it's got to do with like, when a baby is inside a mother's womb, if she's, um, if the baby becomes desensitized to dopamine serotonin etc like all these happiness hormones it means that that baby can't experience happiness and they're more likely to go to extremes to feel any kind of sensations which includes you know torturing you know setting fire to things doing extreme dangerous activities okay so that being said 
um, J.K. Rowling pretty much created the same thing with, with Voldemort. Voldemort's mother was a magical user who seduced a non-magical person with a love potion. As a result, the birth of Voldemort made him a child of a uh, love potion union, which meant that he could never feel love. Which makes Harry's, uh, the scene that Harry has with him in like, I think it's movie number five, The Order of the Phoenix, where he says, I feel sorry for you because you'll never know friendship. You'll never feel love and connection with another human being. And that's true. And it meant to be this kind of like scathing kind of remark on like how Voldemort's values are misplaced. Like he thinks it's all about power, but it's actually about love. And Voldemort's so dumb to not realize this and he'll fail because of this where actually Voldemort is physically incapable of feeling those things because of his mother, because of his birth, because of situations and circumstances which actually led him to, to go through a world where he couldn't actually feel love, he couldn't actually feel friendship. And then he went into um, you know, all kinds of things where kids were teasing him. He, he came from an abusive background where literally he was in an orphanage where he was picked on um, you know, for being different and being weird. And, you know, people looked at him differently. No one empathized with him. No one tried to teach him some compassionate skills or anything like that. There was no development done. If anything, there was just more abuse, more trauma, all kinds of nonsense. And then he was thrown into a place to accelerate his abilities where he was literally praised for being strong, powerful, you know, skilled at magic. So, of course, of course, He's going to go down a path where he's going to look for the way to show off as being the strongest, the most skilled magic user. And as a result of this, the most uh, skilled magic user in the world, the strongest magic user in the world without compassion, love and empathy. And what did he become? Yep, that's right. You know, he became an evil wizard. So once again, we're looking at this idea that if we create a little bit of empathy, if we listen to the story and we flip the perspective around and we take a look at Voldemort, we can actually see that, well, it's no wonder that he got to that place. It's understandable by looking at his history and his foundations and seeing where his values came from and seeing where his, where his own you know, psychological profile tried to protect him to the best of its abilities. It identified how he could excel and create status in a community and value himself. And that was, unfortunately, um, after, you know, years of trauma, which is, again, one of the big things of this channel, one of the big pushes, one of the biggest missions that I have in my life is educating people around their motivations to be able to understand themselves better so they can un understand themselves, unpack past trauma and see their motivations to things and really question, if, is this motivation something that's automatic from me, from protection from childhood trauma or is this something that comes out of a place of I want to contribute to the human race at large in a meaningful way that that I'm happy to do and so if we look at that Voldemort never had a chance from the moment that Dumbledore approached him in that orphanage he his fate was sealed and if anything Dumbledore failed by not identifying this by being a highly empathetic compassionate person failing to identify the trauma in Tom Riddle and just throwing him in, into academia. Like, are you kidding me? What did you think would, would happen, old man? 
for God's sakes, you know, you're supposed to be the smartest, the wisest wizard of them all. And, and here you are taking a troubled, abused, you know, person and just giving them sharpened skills and motivations to excel and succeed and give them that kind of that social status. When we turn, you know, and we naturally created this rather than identifying that he is someone that is withdrawn, isolated, etc., has issues empathizing. Of course, of course, it's going to be an issue. So all of this to say, all of this to say, flipping the script on Harry Potter, we can understand, number one, the Dursleys were not bad people. Number two, that Harry actually can create a lot of the circumstances around him by, number one, being a horcrux and corrupting people. Number two, being more Voldemort than Voldemort actually was, you know. Um, and actually, if you see it, Harry, a lot of the way that he thinks throughout the series is largely flawed, and we'll get into that, as well as, <laughs> as, well as Dumbledore, <laughs> you know, being... Uh, not a very wise old man, not a, able to identify trauma in people, and then, you know, blaming those people for the lack of their own awareness. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is to come at this place where bad people literally, um, you know, can be understood. You know, bad behavior can be understood. I'm not saying that we should let Voldemort go free and give him rights and things like that. Like, if people are going around disturbing the greater good, let's say by killing large, large amounts of people, they need to be stopped. Yes, we can change the system, but there are ways of changing the system without killing people. You know, uh, what are the ways that we can do this without suffering, etc.? And that's a big belief that I've got. And humanity, we are co-created social beings. And if that's uh, a difficult way to say it, let me say it again. We're tribal animals. Humans are tribal animals. You know, we need people. It's that simple. We need others in our lives to define us, to help us, to support us, uh, for us to then uh, add value to and give and share affection and attention. You know, it's part of our human psychological needs, our emotional needs. We are tribal animals. And if that is the case... Part of, part of the values is about how do we increase the abilities of the tribe? How do we increase the standing of the tribe, the, the operations, the processes of the tribe? And part of this is about understanding that, yes, we need to stop people like Voldemort who run around killing people. Yes, this is true. But we also need to create systems to help people who have been uh, in highly traumatized positions and they have no knowledge that, number one, they're traumatized or acting out of a traumatic place. Or number two that um, they have no knowledge of how to heal themselves as well. So that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. And uh, yeah, if you're enjoying the series on Flip the Script, please give us a like, share, or comment. Please subscribe. Please rate us on whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And um, yes, reach out and let me know where, what, if anything, you would like me to flip the script on, as well as um, if you would like a bit of a consultation on flipping the script i'm very i'm very open to this type of thing i am available at this point in time please check out www.justinnopay.com i do have a coaching service i do have a program that i run people through on how to implement change in their lives as well which is one part a system of change one part tools to help that change and assist in these types of things reframes etc as well as coaching 
to unpack resistances and to be able to identify what are our goals, what are the resistance objectives, etc., obstacles. So if this tickles you, please come and interact with me. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, that's all from me. This, is, this has been Thought Architecture. I've been Justin, and we'll see you in the next one. Ciao, ciao.